Hi, before we start this episode, uh, definitely going to need to put a content warning on this one, because this episode deals with the loss of Ben and Adrian's child. So, there just you go. Skip, the, skip this one. <laughs> don't listen to this one. We're, this... we're not going to be, like, dwelling on it or getting into any unnecessary detail. But, but it boy, sure is a did the show. that will hang over the entire episode. Yeah, so, there you go. Listen at your own risk. That's just fucking no theme song. Uh, hi, this is Jurgen at uh, the three. podcast about the secret life of the American teenager. We're talking about season three, episode 26, the season finale. Or not to be. Or not to be. Fuck off. Title watch. <sighs> I didn't like even really know what to say about this episode. What do you even say about the title watch to be dot dot dot? Yeah. Dot 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 or not to be. The baby is gone. The pl- gotcha. I mean, the basically invalidated an entire season of television. I don't really know what else happened. Season three season. invalidated itself. Nothing fucking happened. It would have happened. A right, lot but of I mean, I mean, just happened. like th- I mean, we could talk about this more. Uh, like this can be like something yeah. we talk about at the end of this episode, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I just want this to be the end of this episode. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I would love to just end it here. Uh, this episode gotta... is written by Brenda Hampton and directed by Anson Williams. Thank you both so fucking much. You're both for on your my service. List. Uh, both for on where my I list. normally write, how was the episode? I wrote Brenda Hampton should be tarred and feathered. Yeah, I, I, I find that particular practice to be quite barbaric and uh, archaic, but I think and we should bring it well back. deserved just, in this case. Just this once, I think we I'll can. Make I it, think we can. Have oh, a blast oh, go on then. Yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes you're mad at, like, a tax collector, and sometimes a, a, a woman makes a very, very bad, very sad episode of a TV show for I no have reason. to ask, though. Yeah. I think this is the question of the episode. Was what? this the worst episode of the show? I, beyond the fact that it was the worst episode of the show so far, like, hands down, I don't think I've seen anything that has made me feel worse than this. In life? Just, well, in, in, like, on a screen. Okay. I, I will say there's an episode of, of the Danganronpa 3 anime that made me feel worse than this did. Yeah, but, but... Um, I think, honestly, for me, I don't think this is the worst episode of the show. It's just like, well, here's the thing. Because besides the, the, the one, you know, black hole in the middle of the episode and at the mm-hmm. end... I don't know if if they're trying because because every other scene in this episode is like wacky goofy antics. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell if they're like, well, this is a really heavy episode. We need to throw some comic relief. And then the comic relief sort of ballooned and or took if that's over the, supposed to be like a contrast yeah. or if it's supposed to be like, ha ha ha, we're having so much fun. And then it cuts to Ben and Adrian just sobbing in each other's arms like either right. way, neither of those are good. No, I don't think so. I The reason I say that I don't think this is the worst episode of the show is because I think within the logic of the show, everything worked. Like, the the characters were acting in a way that I understood. I think that yeah. just in terms of, like, a TV show episode, the content was atrocious, but I think the story functionally functioned. And it doesn't usually do that. I guess that's true. I mean, the one, like, the one, like, point, I guess, to give this episode is just the fact that, like, all the acting was, you know, it was there. Like, they they sure did seem very sad. 
there yeah, were a lot I of mean, very convincing tears and you know like <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more actors. about the acting because yeah. i have things to say about the acting but I, I do agree that it was good i think yeah, you, we both liked the episode yeah i, I really enjoyed this episode all right so uh, i like it like i, I said, will just, say this is a fact this episode had a moment that made me laugh out loud harder yeah. and longer yeah. than any other thing on this TV show. We we've dis- yeah, we discussed this. It it didn't make me laugh, but I definitely had it's that. Not, same it's not it's not a laugh thought. that was good. It's a, it's a it's like a nervous sort of like I don't know how to really <laughs> right. get, We'll talk okay. about that when we get to it though. So like I um, said, this episode is just a, a, a conga line of, of contrast. So I go into this episode knowing what is gonna happen and the the very first thing after the the previously on is like Amy runs in dancing with funny headphones. Yeah, and Ashley's time. like, "You look like an idiot." And Amy's and just, just like, Amy's yeah. like just mouthing the words to the song in Ashley's face, like she does not give a shit. And I was like, "This is great." I bet it's all downhill from here. Yeah, exactly. It's like nothing good can happen because it it's all inside the context of this is the episode where the the baby dies. And right. Yeah. Uh, and then to George's credit, he, mm-hmm. for like the first time in his life, he sees Amy being happy and doesn't think that he should crush it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just sees her like dancing and he like, he starts, to, he's, he's like being he a, like a funny kinda. TV dad for the first time in his life. He's yeah, dancing with her. He's, he's dancing with her. He, he, uh, Amy's happy because she's going away with Ricky this weekend. Yeah. And, and George uh, decides to ruin it by, rem- he's just remember like, your training. I, I literally was like, oh, oh, George is being cool. He's like, yeah, I, I know you're going away with Ricky for the night. I accept your relationship with Ricky is your relationship with Ricky. Like, it's not my business. I was like, wow, cool, George. And then he goes, and I trust that you'll remember everything I've always taught you over the years tonight when you remember or when you decide not to have sex. And he repeats not to have sex like four times. Four and times. Like, yeah, he did like Bye. he did like Mr. Miyagi training with uh, Amy where he's just like, slap the dick away. And she just like <laughs> just sort of does it instantaneously uh, uh yeah george so, is gonna watch john well yeah uh, george george fucking what even <laughs> amy's like amy's like oh watch john blah 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 and george is like yeah uh kathleen offered to come over and help if i'm having any problems watching john george, like you've <laughs> you've raised two kids yourself plus another one that you're currently raising and you're like super grandpa to john i don't know what right kathleen must really want to cheat on her husband yeah <laughs> Oh, you know, he's never coming back, is the thing. Yeah, and Amy's like, hey, what happened with Camille? And George says that she I called. I asked the same s- damn question, George. What <laughs> happened with Camille? He says that she called when he was at, at dinner, and she said that she just couldn't get out of work. And, so, I mean, I believe that, but it's, it's mafia so like, shit. She was cutting up a body. But, see, to me, is this really just Leo? Like, no, you're not gonna date George Jargons. You stay here and work. You're not allowed to leave. Right. She's like, all right, I'm off to have dinner at Jeff's The Only Bar and Grill with George Jargons. And he goes, uh, uh, uh. And then he shoots a guy and says, I need you clean to expose that clean body. It up, please. Yeah. I mean, that was what I, that was the subtext that I read was that for some reason, Leo is really just doesn't want Camille to date George. So he right, kept well, her who, at work who would want anyone they know to date George? I guess. Yeah, he's he's just like he's, he's you could do so much better. George makes a really good comment here where he says, uh, "Amy's like, Dad, she's married," and he goes, "I know she's married, but she's been married three times, once widowed. Maybe we got it right the first time." No, 
No, you didn't. No. Did you not listen to her story about the socks and how she's He literally makes a man? comment. Oh, it was last episode, wasn't it? Where he's like, I could have done without the socks story. Yeah, that was last episode. <laughs> I didn't hey, need to know what a bad husband I was. I have a question. Just throw that out. Imagine you woke up in the morning and like, you know, maybe, well, maybe not right now because you don't live with our parents. But imagine when you live with your parents, you wake up one morning and our mom is just making homemade pancakes just for you. And she says, I made you pancakes. And your response is, why? Now, don't say that like I wouldn't be weirded out if our mom just started making me pancakes. Why? Why, mom? Why are I don't, you doing I don't think, this nice I mean, I'm not Tom me. Bowman, so I wouldn't have taken that tone with her. Yeah. But I would have I been like, oh, what's the occasion? Why? I, I would have questioned it. Man, Tom was not great in this one. Tom was not good in this one, actually. Uh, she She's making pancakes for Tom, and she's, like, in such a great mood. Like, she, she seriously has just, like, just flipped a switch. She is done with her marriage, and she is yeah. so psyched to cheat on Jeff. It's so, it's so strange, and, like, it's with George, Kathleen. Come on, it's I don't George. know, Tom. I'm just in a great mood. I can't wait to cheat on Jeff with George Jurgens. <laughs> Tom is also in a really good mood, because... Finally, after, you know, weeks of trying, he finally met someone on the bus. Can't wait yeah. for that to be funny. Also, also, Tom says, he's like, I know why you're in such a good mood. I saw last night. Yeah. George Jurgens followed you home. But, like, he didn't come inside. No, Apparently, he no. just, like, drove with her. It was her. just a sort of a dry tug behind the bushes. <laughs> God. Um. Ugh. Oh, speaking uh, and of, hey, speaking I, of, I I lied to you. I'm sorry. Well, IMDb yeah. lied to me. IMDb lies to us all. Who is who comes in the door? It's Jeff. Jeff is back. <laughs> he's he is he's not back he is not explain. credited on IMDb as appearing after the episode Lady Liberty, but he's here on the screen in front of me. I was I was not ready for that to happen. No, I really wasn't either. I thought he was never coming back. Oh, and then Kathleen says, "Oh, it's so good to see you." And then Tom says, "Is it?" Because she's cheating on her husband for some not reason. yet but she's really she excited wants, she really wants to she, she can't wait hoping to. that he die on the plane ride back so she can do it <laughs> right yeah she's that's like, probably oh, why she was alive like, okay that's with... weird grace is sexually active yeah that was probably why she was more okay with it in the later episodes of season three was because she hoped uh... that it would kill jeff and she would get to cheat on her dead husband so now we're with uh, ben and adrian and he's like hey did you hear back from the doctor and she says this is a line she yeah. says I heard back from old lady Atavi, as you call her, which rules to me because Ben like throws ben a shit fit every really time Adrian to... goes to the youngish, hottish male Dr. Atavi. He's salty and piss baby about it. But now there's right, like, we, we remember the, to... the one time that they were able to afford that Sopranos cameo. Yeah. That Ben was like demanding that she see Dr. Atavi's mom. mom, who is also Dr. Atavi. And now but that, now, now that Adrian is seeing uh, Doctor Atavi woman parentheses, parentheses. Uh, he's making fun of her for being an old woman by calling her old lady Atavi. You can't, you can't please this kid. <laughs> Very okay? cool, Ben. Adrian is packing her stuff to go to the hospital, uh, just in case, I guess. Well, well, she she was trying to make an appointment to see Doctor Atavi uh, woman uh, at at her office. And then Dr. Otavi woman said, like, meet me at the hospital instead. Ben starts panicking, thinking she's going into labor and says, dear God, woman. Yeah. Why didn't you say anything? Woman. He does. He always he always talks like that, though. It's not. I mean, he does. Uh, Adrian says that she feels strangely calm and Dr. Otavi woman sounded calm, too, which 
I don't know. Is that a thing? She like calls Doctor Otavi and she's like, "Something feels wrong. Can I come to your office today?" And Doctor Otavi's like, "You should probably come to the hospital instead." But everything's fine. Everything's I just fine. Want, I just like the hospital. It's the calm before the storm. I don't know. Maybe she's just at the hospital. I don't fuck yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Lauren. I get. Lauren I, or a... more likely, Doctor Otavi woman read the fucking script. Yeah, it was just like, oh, Adrian needs to come to the hospital. I think a for lot of characters really read the fucking script this time. Yeah. Because uh, that's uh, how acting works. So in Madison's room, Lauren tells Madison, "I think Madison." I'm in Madison's like Madison looks at the camera and she says, "Line," because she didn't read the script this episode. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's supposed to say. Line? Huh? This weekend is it all right? Uh, <laughs> Madison says, "Whoa, you can't be in trouble. I just came over to your side. Jack and I decided not to have sex, and now you're pregnant. Funny." Yeah, Mad. Yeah, Lauren. Okay, Lauren. First of all, we finally learned Lauren's boyfriend's name. It's Frank. We learned it just we, in time. We knew it before. They they okay. mentioned it like the first time he appeared. It is it is Tranglin Cleston, but for this episode, Tranglin. it's Frank. Frank invited Lauren to the tennis club to mm. hang out. So, yeah, pinky mm, up for this whole conversation club. to uh, play a couple. It's a of tennis racket, the, you fucking idiot, Frank. Yeah, the tennis racket to uh to cause a racket with nice. uh, his parents. And then they'd hang out at his super nice mansion and have a cookout, and her parents are invited too. And, and don't forget, swim in the indoor pool. Swim in the indoor. Yes, come have a, come have a swim in my indoor pool. Yeah, and Lauren, uh, Lauren is like, she's just like, I have to break up with him. She not, has to break up with not him because, for several I mean, reasons. It would have been a good reason if she was just like, oh, he's a rich jock. He's a rich kid. I don't really want to be with him. But her He's a rich is, football player. She like, told she told Frank that her parents were married, Ken Fields and Lauren Mom, who I don't think her name has ever been given. No, it's it's Lauren's Lauren Mom. Mom. Lauren parentheses Mom. <laughs> uh, and uh, because she didn't tell Frank that her parents are married, she just has to break up. She's just him. like, I'd just rather not deal with this. Let's just fucking end it. What which is, is fine? What is it? What do these football chads see in Lauren, Sam? She's a main character, kind of. She's not though. She kind of is. The show wants her to be, uh, and basically, <laughs> literally, she's she says that she's like, I don't know. It just seems like a whole thing to like reveal that I lied about my parents being married. Uh, did you say, by the way, the reason that she lied about that is because her parents are having sex? Yeah, she didn't. She like, an incredibly tell... unnecessary, like, what did she, she's like, she, yeah, so Frank, my parents are having sex. <laughs> oh, they're yeah. married, though. No, <laughs> like, n- yeah, that's what it was. And if Frank ever finds out, he's going to be super offended that her parents are having premarital sex. Yeah, he's I guess, deeply fucking religious, whatever. Yeah, so she, she's like, I lied. I don't feel like dealing with the consequences of lying. So I'm just going to end the relationship. But oh, she, I don't she know says, if we specified this, but they're they're at Laura, Madison's house. That I, I did say that. Second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so so Lauren Lauren says it. She's like, I doubt that I'm gonna marry this guy anyway. So it's kind of pointless. We might as well just end it now. Which is like that's such true. A, that's such a. But that is literally what Jesse said to her that she wouldn't accept. That really is a uh, man. Well, we yep. don't have a shot at getting married, so I might as well just not date anyone. I guess. Yeah, so, uh, but then Morgan uh, overhears Madison is like, something, something, Jack and I not having sex. And Morgan overhears, and he, he walks, walks in, in, and he's he so in happy. And he's, he loves it. He says, here's 50 bucks. He gives her $50. By the Tells way, her. Lauren's like, ugh, you were listening to us? And he's oh, like, he gives you parked behind spiel. me again, and I'm try- I was coming to tell you to move your yeah. car. Why does she keep doing that? This is the second time this has happened. Well, where else are you going to park? In front yeah, of right. his car? Oh, on uh, top of his car. He goes, so he gives her Madison 50 bucks to go out to dinner and not have sex. 
And uh, Madison <laughs> literally does that. Madison specifies that she's like, we. Well, you know, the reason we made that decision is because we she hands did, she hands him back the fifty dollars. Yeah, she says we this. did have sex, and we decided that we'd be a lot happier if we didn't have sex, and we think we made the right decision. And Morgan's like. Well, I mean, I don't like that you had sex, but I'm very proud of you for making that decision. Young lady, he gives her back the fifty dollars. What if he was like, young lady, here's twenty five dollars. <laughs> here's a quarter. Uh, you, yeah, you, like you I, did I the right like thing to, half of the time. I feel like we're supposed to think that this is like a nice moment, like oh, he he's happy she made the right choice and he's not upset that she had sex. But like, I mean, I, I all I'm, I'm reading this as is he's like he's willing to forgive her for having sex as long as, as long she doesn't as she do never it again. Does it again. Right, and I don't uh, like that. Oh, and then uh, he he's like, she says, well, we're going to stop, and I just don't want you to hate Jack. And he says, I think now that you're not having sex, me and Jack have a shot at being friends. Yeah, and, and then, then he says, And then he does you, this Madison. like sweet, like, I'll always love you, and I'll, I'll always try to love Jack, too. Yeah, and then she goes, <laughs> Jack is a very lovable guy. Nope! <laughs> <laughs> what part of him is lovable? His dick. This, man. Uh oh, this was fun. This we get we get a cut to the the Bowman's guest house and uh and, lot to oh, unpack here. Lot to Tom. unpack here. Hmm? Yeah, I don't. So so like Tom comes out and he's wearing a flat cap. Uh, and I thought that was really silly. But what made it even sillier is that it was apparently Jack's. Yeah, absolutely not. There's no fucking way. There's in no hell way that that, that man Jack's has ever hat. worn anything also, besides a snapback. The thing that really, yeah, he, you know that this guy only wears snapbacks. This yeah. is what kills me though, is that. Jack is about to leave for school for the morning, and he's like, Tom, let's go. So yeah, I, I guess that really... now that Tom has met a woman on the bus, he immediately is like, I'm done. Yeah, he just wanted to meet Jack, drive me to work again. I don't I don't want to ride the bus anymore. I've got I got what I wanted. I got what I wanted. I met a, I met one woman. Matt is the <laughs> keyword. Uh but the reason he's wearing his flat cap is because apparently Rachel likes hats. Yeah. And then Tom th- okay. Tom is like, hey, Jack and Madison, you know how that I'm, you know how I'm friends with you, Jack, Tom, I'm me, and I'm Tom, and I'm friends with you, Jack, you remember that? Well, how would you and Madison, who I like, like to have dinner (laughs) with us tonight, me and Rachel? And Jack's like, okay, yeah, me and Madison and you and Rachel. And Tom goes, yeah, and Rachel's two kids. I'm going to be their daddy. Yeah, that sure was a thing. And then Jack Uh, is like, does does your mom know that you're seeing a woman uh, with two kids? And he says, it's not the right time. I'll tell her. After you move out and they move in. Oh my god. Mom, meet my children. They live <laughs> I just remember here what happens next. Oh, oops, they hey, ate some pot hey, brownies. Remember, god damn it. Hey, remember, remember last episode? Remember, remember last episode? Remember in the previously on of this episode when Grant's like, you should meet Angie. And she goes, I don't want to meet Angie. Oh yeah, that sure is a fucking thing in this episode, huh? They didn't even retcon it. Like, they've, they've no. edited the previously on to lie about what happened. They didn't even do that. They so show him saying, sort of you should meet Angie the previously on. And then we cut to him going, you want to what? And she says, I want to meet Angie. And he says, I don't know about that, Grace. Maybe the writers forgot which character wanted. Which I swear to God, they they Angie. like had it written down on a whiteboard. Like, yeah. Grant wants Grace to meet Angie, and they and just like, misread Grace it. They're like, Grace wants to meet Angie because their names are the same. Yeah, they are pretty similar. So uh, Grace says that they should have dinner tonight with Angie at Jeff's, the only bar and grill, because it, she has a coupon okay. for a thir- one third off from when they threw Amy's shower. I was talking to you about this last night because, like, I, 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 it shouldn't make me laugh anymore. But just with every passing episode, 
I don't think that they've done an episode in a long time where they didn't mention Jeff's the only bar and grill. It's, they really do. It's not just that it's the only restaurant in LA, but they do mention it almost they mention every episode. Every, it's the only restaurant, period, and everyone is always going there. Yeah. It really tickles me. Uh, well, the, there's only one grocery store in the world, and it's it's in Palm Springs. So that's true. You can, only eat, you can only eat at Jeff's the only bar and grill. Everyone is always just getting Jeff's takeout. And then they're sort of deconstructing their meals to to create <laughs> ingredients to cook with. That's what's so funny to me, though, is that Grace Grace is like, we should have dinner at Jeff's The Only Bar and Grill. I have a coupon from the shower. They gave me a coupon for one third off dinner, which is like, yeah. Grace, you don't need to give a reason to have dinner at Jeff's The Only Bar and Grill. Like, it's in the name. Also, it's, <laughs> there's there's nowhere else that you can they go. Should, you honestly, don't need they to justify call it, it anymore. The only bar and grill because there aren't any, you know, there aren't any bar other bars or grills, nor eateries, cafes, grocery stores. It's like just Dairy Jeff's Shack does only... not exist anymore. Yeah, Ger- Dairy Shack has been sort of cleaved off of the map. Uh, yeah. Anyway, even though Grant has been to Jeff's with with Grace before, he asks a question that gets my cogs turning, uh, where he just says. Grace, is it a is it a buffet if we're gonna go with Angie? And then she says, "No, you've been there. Why do you ask?" And then he says, "No reason." And I was just like, "Okay, like, please you, don't." Did you please. know what it was going to be immediately? Like I immediately, did? immediately, immediately. And I was just like, "I don't know like, what hey, the implications you know, of this are, but like, why not? Sure." Like this episode, like was already gonna be a miserable time where a baby dies. Might as well just sprinkle some fat shaming into Let's it. Let's body shame and have some body shame fun. Just to it's going to of... be so funny when Angie is overweight. No, this is comic relief, Sam. This is supposed to be the tickle moments. That oh make God, you happy. you're right. This is the funny stuff. Grace, oh God, Grace has never been a fat oh, you're before, right. And, that is what that and is. That's a very awkward situation. Oh. Yeah, I don't think Brenda expected this to make people feel bad, which oh, sure is Jesus weird. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's horrible. And you, yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. Anyway, upstairs, Jeff and Kathleen are- Jeff is recounting his, his wonderful Zimbabwean baby birthing miracle of life experience. It's experiences. so beautiful. They give the babies names that they like. And they, they and the baby is there. Everything it's is amazing. okay with the baby. It's so vibrant. It's so- the heart is beating. It's great, man. It's so uh, creative that in Africa they have, they have like babies. They have birthing customs. It's God, so cool I love Africa. In, gotta love Africa, the entire continent of the Africa. The whole thing. I've been the to whole... one country and I fucking love all of Africa. I love the entire supercontinent of Africa that's like the size of the United States and China and England and like twenty five. I went other to countries. Zimbabwe for five episodes and fuck I love Africa. I love the continent. Sam, I went <laughs> I went to, uh, I went to, uh, you know, I went to the science center the other day. God, I love North America. (laughs) Such a good continent. (laughs) Jesus. So yeah, Jeff is like, Jeff wants to go back to He says everything about Africa, which he knows everything about Africa because he's been to Zimbabwe. Everything about Africa makes me feel alive and I want to go back and I want you to come with me. He loves the Africa food. He loves the Africa music. God, he just, he loves all things Africa. Yep. Uh, uh, and he, he Kathleen says, what about wants, Grace yeah. and Tom? We'll bring him with me. Well, he's, he says that Grace is going off to college next oh, yeah. year. It doesn't matter. And, and he, sa- <laughs> now he says, I was just talking to Tom, and it he sounds like he's own... going to be getting married soon and moving in with that lady and her kids. <laughs> yeah, Kathleen didn't really know how to respond to that. Yeah, Kathleen's uh, like, what? <laughs> she, what? <laughs> he, she has kids? Mar- what? <laughs> and Jeff's yeah. like, 
She's like, he just met her, and Jeff goes, so? You and I didn't know each other No, that long Jeff, what are you married. doing? It was like six months. Jeff was so normal for so long, and I don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah, it's, it's like when you go to uh, London when you're 15, and then you come back, and you're doing a British accent, and you're saying automobile. Yeah, you say, you say automobile. So Jeff comes back, and he just says, I love Africa. Uh, and Jeff just wants to go, and Kathleen... Oh my god, this fucking killed me, this line with Kathleen, where she says... He's like, you know, it's good for you and, and all the kids to, to go out and see the world and do something good. And Kathleen looks and, like, puts on her fucking edgy makeup and she says... Does a, she does a fucking Joker voice. She does. She says, I've she seen looks, the world. She looks down. She points her face down but looks up. I'm, I've seen the world, Jeff, and I'm not impressed. <laughs> Fucked Africa, I guess. Kathleen hates Africa. She's not impressed with that continent. I'm not impressed. <laughs> Have you been to Africa, Kathleen? Well, man, you you don't need to. You're right. She's seen the world. She's not impressed. Yeah. Uh, so now Ben and Adrian are at the hospital. Uh, Dr. Otavi woman asks how she's feeling and if oh, she's been feeling the baby move. Yeah. And Adrian Adrian's says, like, oh, nope, God. haven't yeah, been feeling says- her move. I'm sure she's just gotten into position and she's ready to come out. Yep. And they, they ask for a list of people to call in case she starts giving birth. This is and. what's weird to me, though. Okay, mm-hmm. first of all, first of all, really, really cool foreshadowing there. Yeah, uh, very, very great very writing, epic, and I like uh, it. Uh, so, Doctor Atavi woman smiles, and she's like, "Okay, let's go back and see what's going on." And she go, she starts to go back with Adrian, but then she kind of turns back and gives Ben this look. Yeah, like, and then Ben like, and then the, and then the music gets dramatic, and Ben follows them. And I, is that moment meant to convey like Ben thinks that this is just a little? ordinary checkup no big deal but dr otavi secretly knows otherwise and she's like hey ben you should be here for this like dr otavi knows that something's wrong right the 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 that moment kind of implies that dr otavi secretly knows that it's a problem and is not telling adrian i mean maybe she just hears the the like oh if the baby's not moving that's a bad sign right but i mean that's that's the thing though is that she seems to give ben this sort of signal like hey something's up but she doesn't let adrian know yeah i don't know i don't really want to dwell on it personally fair enough so Uh, okay this is this is man amy and ricky are very weird in this episode they're honey they're honey and and like ricky is so like chill and he's so happy and he's so epic feminist you can he's making sensitive face all episode yeah he's, he's doing sensitive ricky face uh he, she couldn't, Amy couldn't sleep last night because she's just thinking about fucking, and, uh, she, oh, and this was pretty epic also. This is so epic. She kisses Amy, him and says, I like you a lot, and he says, I thought you loved me in oh, no, sort of that's like not a jokey way, because, like, referencing when he did that to Amy. Yeah, I remember. And then but, she's, she's like, oh, I thought, I thought that you didn't want people hearing us talk about that stuff at school, and he's like, yeah, I don't. So I guess he's just making fun of Amy. Yeah, he's just making fun of Amy. Also, like the show doesn't like, frame it that way. Like Amy's like, "Ha ha, you're right," but like he really was just like mocking her. Yeah, it's okay. He was making She's like trying to be respectful of his boundaries and preferences, and he's just straight up mocking her. Speaking of their uh, their non sexual road trip that they're gonna take, Amy's like, "I was so excited. I don't even know what I'm gonna wear or what to sleep in." And then Ricky says, "Amy, I'm making sensitive face right now, and that's why you can hear this. Uh, I don't, I don't care what you wear, Amy, or what you don't wear." He's he's doing that thing this entire episode, though, where he's like, he's like, oh, you don't have to worry about what you yeah. wear or what you don't wear. But, but, but. I we don't have to have it, sex. You don't, we don't have to have sex. We don't have to I'm do not anything pushing you, you don't not... want. Like, he, he, yeah. 
The, it sucks, we'll, dude. We'll, we'll talk about more because it gets worse. But yeah, it gets that's, pretty just bad. know that that's uh, going on all episode. Amy so then wants, Amy's like, yeah, they, it's going to be really nice being together where nobody knows us like when we were in New York together. And then Ricky says, yeah, I liked New York. I wouldn't mind living in New York. Okay. And just like if if this wasn't the season finale, I would be like expecting ne- next episode to be about Amy wanting to move to New York. New and York, in the previously yeah. on it would be like. I want to go to New York, Ricky. And Ricky goes, I could never live in New York. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's not what happens because it's not, this is the finale. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to Madison and Jack making out in the middle of the hallway. Sure does suck. Ricky, uh, Ricky thinks that. This, this like, is so good yeah. though. Because <laughs> yeah. we cut we cut to Amy and Ricky and they're like, whoa, I thought they were breaking up. And then Ricky goes, I'm glad they're not breaking up though. And then Amy and I both said, why in unison? Yeah. He says, he says they belong together and they're goofy. Right, yeah, they're both just such bad characters. They're such a good fit for each other. I agree, yeah, Ricky. Belong, except I they don't. They belong together, so they're not, you know, available to ruin anyone else. Uh, and then Ricky says, uh, "Ricky says, uh, sorry, Amy says, what about us? Do we seem like we belong together?" And Ricky says, "That's too personal for school." And Amy goes, "Really?" And he goes, <laughs> "I'm just kidding with you." And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> Yeah, that's the end of the scene. Hey, he's not like, how... I'm just kidding. Of course we look like... No, he's just like, I'm just messing with you. Remember? Cut. I'm, I'm just messing with you, kid. You think I could forget that night we shared at band camp? Yeah, he uh, said that. You know how, uh, like, the last time they spoke, Madison and Jack were gonna stop talking about having sex all the time and have just a normal relationship? Mm-hmm. What is the first thing that Madison says? She, when... like, suddenly stops kissing him in the middle of making out and she goes... Why do I always get that scary feeling in the pit of my stomach when we're making out? And I know that we're not going to do anything more than make out. And I mean, probably because you hate each other. Yeah, probably because you realize that their relationship is just nothing. It's a bummer. But then Uh, Jack Jack goes, Jack goes, are you afraid we'll change our minds? And she says, why? Are you going to change your mind? And he says, no, I'm not. I love you. (laughs) Why are you together? Like this, let's just do a quick quick uh check-in the state of their relationship right now is that madison is living in perpetual fear that her boyfriend will one day decide that he wants to have sex with her again but he assures her that that will never happen because he loves her and this is a good relationship and we he like it and her. everybody's applauding for the entire also episode. i don't think jack's ever going to want to have sex with her again because the one time they had sex it made him cry yeah uh, uh, and then she- madison's like my dad gave me 50 dollars for not having sex with you and then she's like, but I'm sure that he would still love me if we were having sex. But since we're not, he loves me and he thinks that I'm smart. She oh, literally this was says really that. funny, too, where she says, my dad thinks I'm smart for having sex. Uh, and for my dad's approval, sh- not having sex. My dad's approval sure does make me feel good. It feels good to to, to be abstinent, Jack. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Brenda. Like, she really says it. She says, like, it feels so good. And then she sometimes, says, Jack, what, what does your abstinence. dad think? And then he makes deer in the headlights face because in his head he's flashing back to when his dad went, you should break up with Madison. And then he goes, who cares what he thinks? And then they go back to making out. And this is a good relationship. And everyone's applauding for the entire episode. Oh, this fucking, this fucking next scene rules uh, where Frank sees Frank sees our fr- favorite Frank uh, Trumbo Bumpus sees uh, Jack and Madison b- making out. And he's very disgusted and tells yeah, Lauren. Yeah, he's talking that, to Lauren. He's like, ugh, like, disgusting. PDA, God. School is uh, no place for that, but I wish it was because I'd love to make out with you right now. Like, do you find it disgusting or not? Jesus. When he says that, Lauren says, I think we should break up. And then uh, yep. and then he's just like, okay. And he walks away. Right, he's, and then, he's very, he's very, he's like, I mean, if you think we should break up, then I guess that's that. And she's like, ugh, you're just going to let me go. And he goes, yeah, if yep. that's what you want. And she goes, is that what you want? And he goes. Yeah, 
And then he just walks off and high fives another football bro, and she goes, rats! Hey, besides, uh, besides the wonderful plot device of pretending to date someone to make the person you like jealous, I think another thing I really like is, uh, to, uh, like, pretend that you're going to or want to break up with the person you're with to really test their allegiance to you. I don't think that's what she was- because she she had told Madison that she wanted to break up with him. Why I think she, she so did want to break up with so him. Mad. She's just offended that he didn't seem to care. Oh, so she wanted to just make him sad, also. Right, she wanted, she wanted not only to end the relationship over something incredibly stupid and trivial, but she also wanted him to be really sad about it. Man, Amy's friends are very good people. They're really good people when you think about it. Hey, did you know that Alice is a fucking green seer now? She's a fucking green seer! Did you know that Alice has prophetic dreams? She has prophetic dreams! She has. Like, Alice puts on her fucking amazing Technicolor dream coat and tells Henry ta- about a dream of broken glass. Right, she's, she's, yeah, she's like, I'm worried that, I'm worried about the fact that Ben is not at school right now, because I had a dream about broken glass. Yeah. Like, yeah, Alice has, her established character definitely lines up with believes in prophetic dreams. Yeah, did you know that? But it's not even just the one, because Henry's like, Henry's like, what, you want me to call Ben and say you had another one of your dreams? And she says, my (laughs) dreams always mean something, I just don't always know what. This is, I love this. She's a fucking green seer. She is. She's just like, I don't know how to She's Jojen. But they always, they always come true. It's, it's so weird. Like, I know this is never, this is just foreshadowing to make the thing more dramatic, but, but man, you can't just drop that on us, Brenda. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. The implications are staggering. Uh, so now we're with Grace and Grant, and she's like, she's like, oh, have you called Angie yet and invited her to dinner? And he says, no, not yet. And she's like, oh, come on, you should. And he goes, all right, the truth is, she has some eating issues. And Grace goes, oh, is she anorexic or bulimic? She's so happy to think about those two conditions. Yeah, which would be her business. And then he says, he says, no, nothing like that. Here we go. He says, a meal might be an issue. Uh, yeah. Because the thing is, and I realized this, Yeah, I think that Leo is the only, like, yeah, he's overweight allowed. person on the show. Yeah, he, he, he is. Well, I think I think Bunny, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bunny. But they're adults. Yeah, but they're adults, and it's fine, because no, it's fine no, it doesn't when matter. Adults do it. Like, he's, like, well, he's an adult man, so it doesn't yeah, matter what he looks like. Fu- and and she's an adult woman, so no one's gonna fuck her anyway, yeah, am I right? True. Even though she always talks about how much, like, sex she gets. Whatever. Ugh, yuck right but, these but literally i think that grace has about. never met a person who isn't thin no, besides like, leo we know the the cat even the extras too it's just like no yeah, seriously no one... like I, genuinely like watching this episode made me realize like i this is maybe the least body diverse show i've ever seen yeah like it, it's pretty fucked up right everybody is thin except leo and bunny and bunny it really is great that's it and there's there's one there's one there's one black person who? and like two asian people i think and one latina girl um yeah well i mean there's there's lauren and and her dad i mean if we're counting families i guess i mean i meant teens just the teens okay well there's jason i'm just saying this show would have been better if it was you know if the cast was like the bk kids club (laughs) they should have just had i mean you're probably right Can we can we redo this show, but instead of this show, it's just like, what if Secret Life was a BK Kids Club thing? No. Oh, man, that sucks. So Mr. Uh, Malkovich hey, is back. How do you feel about this this whole plot line with, with, with Miss O'Malley? And... I... Oh, specifically Miss O'Malley's part in it? 
Yeah, well, Miss O'Malley, there's a whole bunch of things that happen around Miss O'Malley. Yeah, basically, uh, she, she she's talking to Mr. Malkovich. She's it, it, we don't really know what's going on yet. She's yeah, she like, says, "How did they get such you know a crazy where, idea? Where where could they have gotten an idea like this?" And it's like, "Oh God, what is Ashley yeah, doing? What is Ashley then, doing?" Like, I don't know what's happening right now because O'Malley's like, "This is a bad idea." Ashley she and blames Toby Mr. are smart. Malkovich for getting putting ideas in their head. And he right, likes- she's like, "Ashley and Toby are smart, but antisocial." And Mr. Malkovich says, "So so was I." <laughs> But but I, I, went, I graduated from Oxford. I, I graduated from Oxford. And then she says, Oxford. yeah, and now you're here. And he goes, only because I followed the girl of yeah. my dreams back to California. And now we're very happy. I really love that I know Mr. Malkovich's life story now. But it gets it gets worse or weirder. I don't fucking know what it is. <laughs> weirder. Because O'Malley's like, did you tell them about this? And he says, yeah, but it was a cautionary tale. A cautionary tale about ending up very happy with the girl of your dreams. Kiddos, be careful. If you if you follow the person you love, you might end up very happy. <laughs> right. And then she's like, O'Malley's like, well, I just found out this morning about a huge mistake I made, and I don't need another yeah. one. The, the Do we find out mistake. what she's talking about? Yeah. Wait, what? The, the huge mistake? mistake that she made? Yeah, it was ready for this. Ready for Oh she, right. She oh ready. oh she says it right after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is this is the worst thing she could have done, which oh, is Oh, it's so stupid. Adrian and Ricky, two students, you know, their ex-boyfriend and girlfriend. That's what Miss O'Malley should know about them, maybe. But oh my god, they got accepted into the same college. Right. She's like, I Do you made know a the huge implications mistake. that I this must Ricky have for to my apply to this chart without checking first if Adrian applied there. And Mr. Malkovich that just goes, That is not your job, Miss O'Malley. Mr. Malkovich is like, who? <laughs> yeah, he does say like, what are you she's just doing? Like, oh no, Amy and Ricky and Adrian. <laughs> It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Miss O'Malley has been watching season three, and she d- never wants this to happen again. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, uh, okay, uh, so now we get yeah. to find out what, what, uh, what Ashley and Toby are up to. He, she, she, there's a little bit more. I, I don't remember where this came in because I didn't write it down, but I remember Mr. Malkovich is like, he's like, well, it's not all good. Now I'm a, now I'm a, I have kids and grandkids and I'm stuck here. And it's like, you just said that you're very happy. So whatever. My, my wife is my greatest joy in life, but I fucking despise my children and grandchildren. <laughs> I'm very happy about it. Uh, so now I the really mystery of what Ashley did is immediately revealed because we go to the Jurgen's house and George God is like. God forbid uh, anything be kept a mystery on this show. George is like pacing. He looks like he's about to start lecturing Ashley and Toby, but he's like so upset. He can't even get the words out. And yeah. then Ashley, it, Ashley, they 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 just reveal what happened is that Ashley and Toby uh, both took the GED and passed, so they don't need to go to high school anymore, and they want to drop out, and they and also emancipate. want emancipation from their parents. For and George reasons, says no. I don't really know why. I mean, Ashley explains why, but it's not very good reason. Yeah, it doesn't uh, really make any sense. What I do love is that Toby's uh, star spangled. USA parents really, really don't want their British son around, and they're very happy. Right, he's he's, he's like, I already told my parents that I want this, and they said they were kind of excited. They're like, well, hell yeah! So yeah. Ashley and Toby, Ashley and Toby say that they want to drive across the country, and in she a, says, in a hot dog quote, shaped car. Quote. <laughs> she says it would be more interesting than sitting here and watching you raise Amy, and watching Amy raise John, and watching Mom raise Roborito, and watching you wit- raise Roborito, and whatever other babies you all decide to have or including oh, your lives. God, and I mean, Ashley. I can't Isn't it really sure argue with her there. I mean, I can't argue with her because I. I no, just, no, 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 no. But mm-hmm. think of her life. What is in I mean, her, yeah, life? her life? What sucks. happens in her life? Here's the thing, Sam. 
In the uh, words of Hannah Montana, life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. I don't think Ashley needs to be in this situation. Like, I don't think she needs to to have the issues she's currently having. I think that she probably could, you know, spend some more time with her friends, her Griffin, who? maybe. Who? Yeah. But no, 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 no. I, 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 I think of it. Think of it this way. Think of it this way. The only two things that people in Ashley's lives in Ashley's life do is get pregnant and talk about relationships in that order. Like that's all that happens around her. Can you blame her for wanting to leave? No, but I but but if if we're going to go into that logic, then why doesn't every character leave? No one should want to be a part of this show, Sam. I know, that's what I'm saying, is Ashley's the only person who sees She's the only the... one who's... She's red-pilled as fuck. Right, Ashley took the red pill, and she's like, oh my god. Oh my god, this everyone fucking on this sucks, show is... and I want to get out of here. Yeah, uh, Ashley also mentions how Anne is dating Jimmy's dad. Right, she's like... That she's was like, so weird. When she's talking about uh, uh, the, the babies, or the other kids that you might include in your life, she's like... If mom gets married to that guy, then there will be another kid in the family, the son of her boyfriend who Amy made out with one time. And it's this was a moment for me where I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Amy, Amy's mom is dating her ex's dad and she's like gone to Palm Springs to see her and presumably like met Jimmy's dad. And just like Amy has not mentioned Jimmy this entire time. No. I mean, there's, and there's Ashley no telling. Did. By the Amy way, might not even remember Jimmy. Honestly. Definitely. Not. But by the way, I found out on the wiki. We actually find out because we know Jimmy's full name is Jimmy Nash. Yeah. And uh, Anne has mentioned that her boyfriend's name is Josh, which means that his Josh name Nash. is Josh Nash, and that's a Josh bad Nash. fucking sounding name. Josh that is a Nash. bad mouthfeel of a name. Yeah, it really sounds like you're sort of chewing on styrofoam when you say Josh it. Nash. Josh Nash. Josh it's actually Nash. it's Josh Nash is actually right. How it's spelled. It, it, you're you're snashing your jaw. Snashing your jaw together. Uh, George asks Ashley if if she talked to Anne about this, but she didn't. They all kind of oh. look awkwardly at each other, and the funny music plays. Okay, oh, here we and, go. And, and, and uh, before that, though, there's one one other thing that I wanted to mention, which is that uh, when Ashley's talking about like fa- uh, kids who might get included in the family, she's like, "In your case, Grace and Tom." And yeah. George goes, "I just had dinner with the woman," and then it's Ashley just goes, a "Dry tug, Ashley." Okay, Ash- <laughs> Ashley says, "The woman you were once married to." Yeah, I know. Like, she's saying it like it was a secret that George was married to Kathleen. I found the receipts, Dad. <laughs> That's what the receipts were. And found I'm, a yeah, book Kathleen's that had like, receipts in them that just said, I was married were... to Kathleen. Yeah, Anne, Anne never knew that George used to be married to Kathleen Bowman, and she found those receipts and didn't know they got divorced. She thought that George was a polygamist their entire marriage. Oh, my God. She, yeah, she uh, found, like, so... the fake Elvis efficient. Receipt. So that's the end of that scene. Uh, and then and now we're, it's the beginning we're, of this fucking nightmare. Yeah, we're at the hospital and the doctor- Well, I guess you did... get to explain what made you laugh in this moment. Yeah, uh, the doctor who we saw before that one this time who was mean Dr. to Ben. Miller. The one who is played that by isn't, a Sopranos yeah. actor. The I cheap think doctor. doctor. I think Dr. Miller was the one that Ben said in his presence when Ben was like, what did Adrian do to get that ring? Hooker. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah that was did. Dr. Um, Miller who was there. So then there's a nurse who's like, oh, Dr. Miller, Dr. Tavi woman needs your help. Uh, she hands him a folder and he looks at it and he makes serious Uh-oh, face. And then yeah. we cut to Ben uh, alone in the hallway crying. And I, can, I can't wait to cut from this horrible tragedy to Grace going, wow, Angie, you're so fat. I mean, pretty mm, or something. Yeah, you don't need, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
and then so Dr. Miller runs up. To, uh, I uh, I keep I keep wanting to call him Henry because I'm pretty sure that Henry's name is Henry Miller. Yeah, this is Henry's uh, dad. Yeah, this is Henry's dad. And uh, so Dr. Miller is like trying to comfort Ben, and he's like, "She's gonna be okay, Ben." And he goes, "Yeah, she will, but I don't know about me. I don't yeah, know I if I'm really... gonna be okay." Which is wild. Like, what this... a strange thing to say. This is a rare moment where I'm I I I have to be like I think that line was too far for Ben. I think that the writers just didn't think about what they were saying. Yeah, that, that I that, I don't think that Ben would say that. I really don't think so either. I think Ben has some level of emotional intelligence. I've got issues with Ben, but I think that he understands he how probably, much Adrian is hurt by this. Yeah, I think I think he probably knows. Some of the lines and this in this is, episode, this is where I have to I have to I have to this is where I start giving out accolades because I think that Ken Bauman is doing really well. Yeah, the fucking the thing is is like this whole situation is so cheap and right, garbage. Right, exactly. That's why it's I will this, be by the end of the episode spoilers, I will revoke all of those accolades. Yeah, because like as you as you watch this whole thing unfold, you're like, man, I can't believe how good all the actors are at being sad. But also, when you think about the situation that they're acting out, it's not that hard. I don't think they had a, a lot of trouble appearing sad. It pretty, right, they just said, here, imagine that the events this that is we what wrote happened. are happening. And they're like, and oh, like, all fuck, your cast that fucking are sucks. Crying. Like, it, it's, when everyone else is crying, it's not hard for you to start. Like, it's just like, it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, because it's it sucks. just and then so bad. Ben what does Doctor Miller, Miller do? That he's like, you? he's like, I, I, we just saw Doctor Atavi Man yesterday, and everything was fine. We were able to see Doctor Atavi Man because it was off camera, so we didn't have to pay for the actor. <laughs> and he says everything was fine. Yeah, I know, right? And then this is this is <laughs> this made me so mad because of how much it made me laugh yeah, in this horrible moment. This is like this is one of those rule of threes sort of like this is the the punchline to a joke. It was stuff. unfortunately I it was I, I guarantee they weren't thinking of it. No. There's no way this is intentional cuz they wouldn't do that. Yeah. But Dr. But, Miller but, puts his hand on Ben's shoulder to try to comfort him and all I could think of was was, was imagining him making funny eye contact like Grace and going how are you? How are you? And I started yeah. laughing so fucking I, hard at the image of him just Ben is sobbing and he's like, "How are you, Ben?" And I learned this I'm at just losing my I, shit and I'm so mad. Yeah, I when I saw that I I connected those dots but it wasn't enough to make me laugh. Oh my uh, god. I anyway, I literally I had tears in my eyes. I couldn't breathe from how hard I was laughing yeah, at that. Yeah, and Ben image. Ben is like everything was fine. We were just at the doctor. There's literally no reason for this plot point to happen. And then Brenda says, "I know, right?" I know, Ben. Uh, so, so then we, we, we go to commercial and we come back to the butcher shop and Amy walks in and there's this customer that Ricky's helping and he goes, that's your wife? And uh, so I guess he kn- he knows that one of the guys in the butcher shop got married and he makes them up, whatever. But then Ricky's response is he's like, oh, no, you're thinking of Ben. I, hey, I don't know. He got married, but I'll probably do the same at some point. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, this is weird character development that just sort of happens like it wasn't even like a oh i'm just making small talk to get this customer to leave me alone because i don't want to get into the fact that i don't believe in marriage or whatever amy's standing right there right there she heard him ricky what does she does she even mention it does she even mention like no she doesn't she's not like oh i guess we want to get married no doesn't come up yeah uh bunny points out how how uh Someone looks happy, she says to Amy. Yeah, she says and, that uh, Ricky's having trouble concentrating on work because he's in such a good mood too. And Amy's like, maybe I should go upstairs and wait. And Bunny says, that's a good idea, especially since there are so many sharp objects around here. And yeah, I didn't really 
get what that was. I, I I went through three phases of trying to figure out what that meant. Number one was I thought that she was threatening to attack threatening Amy with Amy. knives if Amy didn't leave because she was. I was worried Ricky. that she was saying like Ricky's so so horny that he can't be trusted to be cutting up meat. I that yeah, was that was I the second thing I thought was that Ricky was going to get a boner and accidentally castrate yeah. himself. <laughs> well, he's always working dick out is the thing. Right, but I, the, I think the correct uh, way to work. I think what it actually meant was that Ricky is distracted and he doesn't need any it's distractions not, when yeah. he's holding a knife. Yeah, probably. It says Bunny the epic que- the, uh, the epic cleaver waver. Uh, also, though, Bunny's like, oh yeah, he's having a hard time concentrating. We just saw him like helping a customer, and everything seemed fine. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Hey, Amy goes upstairs and says hi to Nora, who's up there, and she's all dressed up. And Amy says, "Oh my God, you look so beautiful." And Nora says, "Oh, we're both beautiful, and you look just like me." Right? She she's kind of she like grabs her by the hand and she's like, "The two of us were beautiful girls." Yeah. Like she's kind of singing, and but then she's just like, "And you do look like me." Like what? <laughs> I sure do love the fact that Amy and Ricky have both just completely abandoned any preconceived baggage about Nora. Doesn't like, matter. She's it good doesn't now. Matter. Everyone likes her and she's fine and there's no problems just, and everything. Ricky I mean, accepted her for being gay. I mean, that's fine. Like, it's fine. It's just Nora weird. does seem to be cool now. She I was, guess. She's very nice now. She was she's gonna really go to nice now. And so Ricky really fine, didn't give whatever. a shit. Character, it's character development yeah, to it's me. It's character development so Nora is telling Amy about how she and Ollie are thinking about getting married, but she's she's like, yeah, to be honest, I'm a little nervous. It's hard to imagine being with someone for the rest of your life. Oh, my God. Uh, Amy, Amy fucking Amy Stoffelis, the famous Greek philosopher, says something very wise beyond her years, which is she says, well, you just got to take every challenge one day at a time. And Nora's mind is fucking blown. Right. She's like, oh, my God, you're a genius. I think genius. that might actually be my cool teen moment. It made me laugh really hard where she's just like one day at a time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right. I, I actually gave my cool teen moment to the scene, too. Uh, just just right after that is. Uh, oh, yeah. This, was like, it the thing with Margaret? Uh, a, a little before that. But, yeah, I would ah. just say, like, this entire thing is nice. Just like Nora's like. Uh, you know, Amy, I don't ever want to see another bad thing happen to my son. And Amy, you're a good thing. You're the best thing that's ever happened to him. And that's really sweet. That is very sweet. And then she, she's like, I love you, Amy. And Amy's like, oh, I love you too. And then that, that was my cool team moment because I was like, there's no way that it's going anywhere else in this episode. That's you know what sure. I kind of appreciate about Amy and Ricky's relationship is that whether or not they're dating, I feel like them just sort of knowing each other makes both of them into better people i guess yeah i agree i agree completely like they didn't remember... have to be dating for 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 nora to think that amy has had a positive impact on ricky's life and i appreciate yeah, that's that true. it's a good take and, on yeah they kind of they kind of say that in a minute but yeah that's it's like uh when like remember when amy was bad amy and she was like <laughs> i'm never gonna let you see your son oh my god i kind of forgot about bitch amy yeah and and they were like she was like trying to like the custody deal that she wanted the mediator to give her is well i get to tell him when he can or can't see his son and i can give him as much or as little notice as i feel like like. record that ricky has violent tendencies yep to show yeah man that was was fun and then uh but that's over (laughs) and it's good they're they're it's good now honestly it's good now uh, and so Nora's like, uh, if you ever, if you and Ricky ever get married, I want you to call me mom and Margaret can be other mom. Okay. And then and Margaret, Margaret comes just in like, and she's like, I heard that. Music plays. But then Nora is like, I'm just kidding, Margaret. I heard you coming up the stairs. Sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess what's happening here is that Nora and Ollie will be having dinner with Margaret and Sanjay tonight because they want to be friends. And that's nice. It's nice. 
And then Amy's like, Margaret, I'd like to be friends with you too. And Margaret says, I mean, I kind of forgot until literally just now that Nora's living with Margaret and Sanjay. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why that like, oh, they're just having dinner and <laughs> yeah, I guess over, so. I guess. Uh, but yeah, so Amy's oh, right, like, because Margaret's Nora's mother, because sometimes the parent needs a parent. That's right. Yep. Remember that? And then Amy <laughs> says something to the Mar- to- <laughs> Amy says something to the effect of like, I want to be friends with you, Margaret, like even even if Ricky and I weren't dating or whatever. And Margaret's yeah. like, oh, I think that we could be. Oh, yeah. Margaret's like, I think that we could be friends even if you two, even if things didn't work out between you two, because I respect you, Amy, and you're the kind of young woman I would like to be friends with. And that's yeah, so nice. That's Please don't cut back to the hospital. Don't cut ever. back to the hospital. And we cut to Leo. Uh, oh, like, there, there's yeah. one one last thing oh. that I want to make a note oh, about right, here. Oh, right, Margaret. Margaret says, we better get going because this restaurant is very hard to get into, which I assume means that she had to make a wormhole to another dimension where there's a restaurant besides Jeff's The Only Bar and Grill. Now, I just remembered Poppy's Tacos also exists, but I guess that one's permanently closed because right, Ben, bought it. ben has rented it out forever. <laughs> ben didn't rent it. He just bought it. Right. And he can't so be bothered to, to run Leo it. Talking to Camille at work and he's like, I got to get to the hospital. I don't know what's going on, but something's wrong. They've been there all day. Is what yeah, he said, and, he, and they haven't gotten the call, so that's why he's worried. He's like, "Can you get in touch with Adrian's parents?" Uh, uh, he's Camille, like Camille out. He's like, says, "I don't even know what airline yeah. Cindy works for." And Camille goes, "Don't worry, I I do." Camille what? Uh, like offers to come with Leo, and she says, "Leo, we've known each other for all three seasons of this show. Please <laughs> let me come with you." Leo, and please, like, I've always been here for you in the show. <laughs> I've always been here, and Leo's like, no, I, you know, it's actually only been like a couple episodes since you. <laughs> yeah, so Leo gets uh, on the elevator. Kind of a little tone deaf if you showed up for the sad scene. Which I mean, she was it would have been pretty wedding, wacky. Whatever, it would have been pretty wild if if she was there. Actually, it, it would have been really bad. Uh, Leo gets yeah. on the elevator and the doors close. And after the doors close, Camille goes, "I, I love, love you, you, Leo." Is this yeah. really the time, Brenda? I, you know, sometimes you. you Is this you really what's we're... <laughs> look, Sam? When you can't get the pile of meat you want, you gotta settle on the bigger pile of meat. I don't know what that means in this context. But Leo is the big meat, context. and George is the small meat. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, here's where this fucking happens now, because uh, Ben, and, ben and Adrian are, like, just sort of fucking dead in their bed, hospital bed, and Tom calls Adrian, and she just hangs up on him. Yeah, she's like, I can't talk right now, Tom. Things are bad, and the show is happening. And, and the show is uh, happening. As as always, credit to Franciere, so she's doing Very a good, good job. Very good actress. Uh, she's uh, sobbing, and it cuts to funny time. It cuts to... It cuts to... It cuts to... It cuts to... It cuts to Tom. It cuts to new... two children, Rachel's children, and they're saying goodnight to Tom. And, and the girl's like, or dad, if you want us to call you dad... And that's weird. And then the camera pulls back, and they're sitting on the bus. Yeah, they're on the bus. Does she Abby live is... on the bus? Yeah, she sort of lives on the bus. The bus driver, like, turns back, and he's like, Hey, Tom, are you getting off or what? And Tom goes, Just a second. And then Rachel says, You better hurry, my love. Yeah, the, it's a good relationship. It's very cute and sweet. And uh, Tom gets off the bus, and her kids are like, Are you really going to marry him? So it wasn't even just Tom being can weird we talk and saying that Can Jeff- I please... Can we please talk about how good of a find Tom is for Rachel? Because Tom is a like the senior vice president of human resources at this very large company, but he also yep. rides the bus. So That's like true. the intersection between these two people shouldn't happen, but it did because Tom wanted to get laid, and now Rachel's in for the and it worked time, and it worked. And I'm I'm you know what power to you, Rachel. Take all his money, please. You seem to need it is more that, than he I does. I don't. I 
I can't tell. Is that what's happening? Is she like no, trying I to don't exploit think so. him? I don't, I don't think know. she is. I mean, it probably that's not won't the sense that I get run. from watching this scene. But yeah, she's she's like, I'm gonna try to make it work. He's a nice guy, and your dad is not a nice guy. And that's the end of that scene. And then we're with Grace and Grant at Jeff's The Only Bar and Grill, and Angie shows up, and surprise, she's the first character ever on the show besides Leo and Bunny to be overweight, I guess. And, and then Grace Grace's fucking eyes. mind is blown. She says one of the worst lines she that She literally ever says this. This is literally what this she is says. This is, by we the way, this is my disgraceful team crime for this episode. This is absolutely a, dis- a disgraceful team crime, no question. She goes, who, who should say this? I'll say it. Okay. Because An- Angie's like, Oh, nice to meet you, Grace. I'm finally, I'm so glad that I've, I'm getting to meet the love of Grant's life. And then she says, I'm Grace, and you, hi, I'm Grace, and you must be fat. Uh, That's like, literally what she says. Yeah, and then Angie's just like, yeah, well, I lost a few pounds, and I've, I've been taking my doctor's advice and started exercising and eating healthy. Grace is fucking horrified at herself, as am I, Grace. Oh, also, I like, uh, yeah, I'm horrified by, like, you know when Grace went to the abortion clinic to try to stop them and i kind of can blame that on her upbringing mm-hmm. like I, I can i can can't really blame her for the fact that her parents raised her like this right. but i can absolutely blame her for just being like horrified at the concept that someone is is overweight like like not just what? that but i think it's the idea like can you believe that grant went out with her yeah that's the thing oh and when they ask about that and she's just like Grant loves all women of right. All she types says and- this is a quote. She says she says he likes them fat and he likes them small and he likes them short and he likes them tall. This fucking man. This really does call back to like he likes like Grant serial killer stuff. Like I don't care what you. Right. She like. says Grant is a ladies man. He loves women. Like what the fuck is happening right now? Oh, also I I. Think but then that Angie took a straight little- up tells Grace. Grant has moved on, but I haven't. But I'm trying to. Well, let's have dinner together. Let's have dinner together, you awful, awful monster of a person, Grace. Uh, I did like uh, I th- what I think is a little bit of a shot across the bow of uh, Mr. Uh, Nemet Oz, Dr. Oz, when uh, when Angie says she uh, she's losing some weight because she started listening to her uh, doctor's advice. And then Grant says, oh, so you're not trying to find any magic beans anymore? And I think that's I think that's uh, Doctor Grant taking a little bit of a jab at Doctor Oz. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, he's the we, only uh, person I can think of who has cultural relevancy and refers to weight loss pills as magic beans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway. now Kathleen is asking Jack about Rachel's kids. She's like, "Who is this woman? Is she why after is his Kathleen mad? Like, I don't understand why Kathleen can't talk to Tom about this. Well, he's Jack didn't know about this. So, uh, well, Tom is not home right now is what's happening. Oh, yeah, he's on the bus with his family. Right. Uh, so so Kathleen's like, is she after his money? Who is she? And Jack is like, does, does he have money? And then she goes, yes, he has money. He has a lot of money. And that's the end of the scene. Uh, no, because Kathleen also says that she doesn't want Jeff to drag her to Africa. Oh, yeah, you're in. Drag, emphasis on the drag. Who cares? To the small uh, country of Africa. So Anna's uh, at the Jurgens' house now just because I guess this scene would have been hard to do over the phone. She's just here. <laughs> she just drove from Palm Springs for like two hours. She's here now. In the world of Secret Life, a two-hour drive from Palm Springs is like nothing. Yeah. Uh, so she, uh, Ashley uh, says specifically, she was kind of vague about it earlier, but she's like, yeah, Toby and I passed the GED. We don't need to go to high school anymore. I just want to make it official and get emancipated. And George says, no. And Anne says, I need to talk to George about this alone. And then Ashley says, 
What am I, I don't want to, to be in a situation where I'm forced to run away from home. I'm not doing anything wrong. This is something educational that yeah. could profoundly impact my life in a good way. What am I supposed to do? Just stay here and wait around until I get pregnant too? And like, man. Man. This show really messed Ashley up, huh? Yeah, I... <laughs> I, I mean... Yeah, I feel like Ashley really is just sort of the most confusing character. I think she was this goth scene is like, like the most I've understood what she's doing because this is this is just like such a teen thing. Yeah, she's like I can't, I'm, I can't. I'm ready to be out on my own, and I I'm gonna go out and do a cool thing, and I don't need any help from anyone. Yeah. Uh, so so Anne wants to know where Amy is, and George says she's too busy not having sex. Doubt dot jpeg. Doubt dot jpeg. By the uh, way, George, yeah. <laughs> just just one quick note to Ashley because I I do want to. The thing is, like, what she's doing, I think, makes sense for a teenager. And usually, I think that's kind of what Ashley's character is supposed to be. Is she's like the angsty teen, but I think almost all the time it doesn't work because she's just so fucking weird and yeah. doesn't make sense. But this is like the one time that it makes sense, but I'm not going to just no. let that slide and not point out the fact that, hey, Ashley, how do you think that you're going to fucking be paying for food and gas when you drive across the country? I mean, you know what? She talked herself into a, a fucking bartending cocktail waitress job without God. that much difficulty. So I think she can get by by herself, actually. Yeah, you're hey, right, you know how right. Anne and George were going to talk about Ashley emancipating and instead nope. Anne just stops not and doesn't talk about that and says what about you are you gonna have sex with your ex tonight and he goes do you mean you or someone that's what Anne would refer to herself as you fucking brain wizard but Anne Anne set him up for that one did he did she why would she refer to herself as his ex well that's the thing is there's no reason for her not to say kathleen she only was ambiguous because then it would let george say that george could say his funny gross i don't think she the character did it i think the the yeah once again we need to we need to constantly just these characters are not speaking there's just the writers are speaking the characters are saying what george says if he ever gets the chance he's gonna get it on and funny music plays yeah funny music plays and then we cut to amy and ricky making out of his apartment and she says okay traffic is probably fine by now and he goes are you sure and she says i don't know and then they keep making out and he makes fucking level 1000 sensitive face (laughs) He says this is what it means to go even further beyond. And he makes the most sensitive face I've ever fucking seen. And he goes, Amy, you and I don't have to do anything tonight. And it's really pissing me off how he's talking to her because she's like – She's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little nervous, but I'm really excited. Like, she clearly wants to have no, sex needs, with him. He needs her to know that he's he's respectful of her decision. This is to some not, fucking poor shit. That she, that she, I mean, look, you wonder why Amy, like, out of nowhere, was like so into wanting to have sex. Like, she like tried to have sex with him, and then all of a sudden, uh, she doesn't want to have sex with him anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, he just keeps making this super sensitive face, and it's just like it's getting uh, more sensitive. It's like yeah. content aware scaling the sensitivity up, and his face is getting I didn't bigger know and bigger and bigger across the sensitive. screen until it's too sensitive. Which it's like is it's like a, when you're staring at the sun. It's kind of it really is, and she. It's just fucking. She's like, she's but it's like, so oh, I'm, fucking I'm ready fake to have too. sex with like, you. I'm so excited. Like, I'm I'm ready to have sex with you because it's the season finale, and he's like, women. He just keeps we repeating. He's like, we're just going to a hotel to not have sex. You don't have to do anything you don't want to. Like, he won't engage. No, with the I, got it, that I, got she's I got it. 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 I think. I think. How do you think a teen pays for a brand new bed? 
They get it. And where do you think the only furniture store that would sell said bed is? Jeff's the only furniture in furniture. Yeah, I think that I think that George, I mean Jeff Jurgens offered Ricky a free bed if he didn't have sex with Amy. Oh, uh, uh, like how Morgan gave Madison fifty dollars. Yeah, he's like, look, Ricky, you can have whatever bed you want. Just don't have sex with my daughter. Just keep saying no and making that yeah that face, just like ow, ooh, ow, my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> and then we're gonna get a scene like when George gave Adrian the desk, where Ricky's just like rubbing up against rubbing the bed. The fuck, and... I forgot about that desk. That that was desk, a good though. desk. Man, remember that desk? Man, remember when no we can't no no no. Hmm? We're gonna do oh, a yeah, remember we'll... when episode after this. That's true. We'll do that. Hold eventually. on to we'll that. Uh, hey, hey, what is this? Oh wait. Is this when we get, like, a montage of people, like, getting phone calls about... Uh, yeah, it starts here, because this is where Tom gets home, and he... he <laughs> Kathleen is just, like... We just we just cut to the middle of, I guess, we're meant to believe that Kathleen was just yelling at Tom before the camera cut here. And then he goes, now is not the time to yell at me. Now is the time to go to the hospital. And I'm like, oh, he talked to Adrian yeah, and he, he could tell that something was, was wrong. Adrian's having the baby. But then fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, Brenda. Because yeah. now we're doing now we get a scene of everyone so getting calls and going... Yay! Henry She's and Alice having funny the baby. Dance. Henry and Alice dance. Uh, Ashley tells her parents. Ricky and Amy get the call at the same time, and then fucking cut to Ben. Into this is where I want. I want to say. I want to mm-hmm. say. Uh, friend of the show, Bodark Trash Squatch. Uh, mentioned in Jurgen at Discord because they fucking were watching the episode. Yeah, Bodark, like, why'd you do that? <laughs> I said. I said of all the episodes to watch, don't watch this one, and they watched it, and they said. Uh, that there was a song that plays in this episode that is horrific. Yeah, man, and, it was... And I, I was trying to guess what it was. I think we both kind I of guessed... guessed How to Save a Life. Yeah, I guessed How to Save a Life. Um, but we'll we'll get to it in a second. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Just sort of so, sequence of order. Leo talking to we, Ben. Yeah, we that don't one... need to talk about all the yeah. fucking horrible things that... Oh, uh, I will Leo say, and... I will say one thing, which is fucking Ruben says, this is my fault. I shouldn't have... Well, that, that happens this. later. Oh, well, I thought we were just sort of breezing through this. Well, I I, I do want to go in sequence, but... Okay. But I, I want to I mention one thing that Leo and Ben say to each other, which I think uh, is very important, which is, he says, Leo does, they don't know what caused it, and Ben says, no, they don't know. They said in about 30% of cases they don't know, and I didn't look up the statistics, I don't know if that's true, but I do know that teen pregnancies are more at risk of complications like this. And the fact that they didn't address that in any way no, is no. incredibly irresponsible and bad. No. I mean, remember in like the other episode when they were just like, when you get pregnant and you get married and your dreams come true. Yep. Well, I, that's, that's the thing because, well, that's the thing though, is because this episode could have been like, when you get pregnant, you get married and your dreams come true. But this is like the reality check. But they but didn't. it isn't. It's just like they did this to make a sad scene. That's literally all it is because that is a, that's an important piece of information when when making decisions about oh ding 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 whether you have a baby when you're a teenager or if you should get an abortion. Yeah, well, you don't want. But yeah, can't let the of... teens have that information and know that there's actual reasons not to have the baby besides no. selfishness yeah. and laziness. Yeah. So Cindy is with Adrian and Ruben goes outside of the hospital room and he's like, this is my fault, Ben. I never should have let her do this. Let. 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 Remember when he said, I'm not going to let her get the abortion. Yeah. And now he he let her keep the baby. He let her. He let her. 
Yep. He's the man. He Interesting her. word, man. Yeah. Man. Let. Hmm, okay. Let is a really fun one. Uh, it's... Ben yeah. is like reassuring Ruben that it's not his fault. Like, Jesus Christ, Dude, Ruben. Man, you, mu- man, you should ben, feel like the scum of the earth ben. right now. <laughs> yeah. Making Ben comfort ben, you. This fucking teen boy at the worst moment of his fucking life. You're going to ask him to reassure you this is what you need right now, Ruben, you lizard? Yeah, so we, we can kind God. of blow through the rest of this because there's just a lot of horrid things. Yeah, it's things. just like Henry and Alice run in, so happy. They're holding they're... a comically large teddy bear, and, then, and this is where it happens. I, fucking... I, I, I paused to write that line One about chord the teddy bear, and I heard that first piano chord, and I said to myself, no. It was Sarah they are not fucking McLaughlin. Fucking Straight off the fucking ASPCA sad dog commercial into your living room. It is horrible. It, unacceptable. They are just doing this fucking tragedy it's, porn montage. It's literally all the teens running in and then you just Leo get a shot of every every happy character on the show runs in and goes Yay! And then Leo and then goes, Leo, the baby's dead in the arms. Of, it, it's so fucking gross. And this is the this is the moment where like Amy and Ricky come in. They're like, looks like we're late to the party. And then they see everyone like crying and holding each other. Yeah. And then uh, and blah blah blah. We don't need to fucking talk about all this stuff that happens here. But this was the moment where I was just I was like, oh, I'm done. Like, yeah. The acting yeah. was good. It was getting to me. It was it's it like it is undeniably sad. It's so sad. But like, this the was amount- the point where I was like, oh no, y- you lost me. Yeah. Because and it's especially because, so like, it's so like, yeah, doesn't this hurt? And I'm just like, it's fuck like, yeah. you. Like another I, thing. You're not I, making me sad anymore. I'm just mad now. It goes on for fucking four minutes. It's so long. It was I think it was longer than when John happened and they hit John montage. The thing that really gets to me about this is like is like this this situation is so sad that like it doesn't matter if you care about any of these characters or not. It's gonna make you feel terrible, even if this right, was the it's first a fucking time you miserable, were a show. horrible thing to happen. And it's like I I had this moment where I was like, man, poor Ben and Adrian. I I feel bad for Ben now, and I'm like, no, I don't. Well, because you like, feel bad for Ben. Well, I do it's feel horrible. bad for Ben, but I don't feel bad. It doesn't for, it like, doesn't change his character. It doesn't. Change <laughs> I mean, I, I I fucking guarantee it won't change anyone's yeah. character. Oh, speaking of which, Leo says Leo says that he says Ben and Adrian are never gonna be the same. And I'm like, yeah, good fucking luck with that, Brenda. Yeah, this they is will not be gonna exactly have any effect. I on gu- these I people. fucking guarantee that that season four premiere is gonna be. Ruben like decides to get into politics to pass anti-abortion legislation. I mean, look, I'm not saying this would be justified at all. I would never ask for a version of this show where it happens. But if season four happened and Ben and Adrian were just completely changed people by this horrible thing, it would at least be like something. It would but make I'm, sense. There's no, there's no way that the writers are good enough that they can have any meaningful growth or you know, effect right. that they're and it's, writing it's for not, these It's not people. that, like, Adrian and Ben need to be crying once an episode for the rest of the show. No, <laughs> like, but, like, they need to like, have a different outlook you, on you can, the world. You can recover from tragedy. Yeah, but they should they should just be slightly different, but no right. way. Like, I, whatever. Anyway, anyway. Um. Okay, can we talk about the really weird fucking ending of this show? 
Yes. So Ricky because and Andy go really... back to is I think it's his apartment. I don't think yeah, they went to the so hotel, like, right? Let's let's think about sort of the the sequence of events that so Amy and Ricky were getting on a trip, right? They were like making out, they're so excited. They get a call and they're like, Oh my god, the BB's coming. So they go, they find out basically the worst thing that could ever happen to a person ever has just happened, like to their friends, and they were there to experience it, right? Yeah. And then they go back to Ricky's apartment and like they're hugging. Oh, a- oh, also, oh, never mind. That's a detail I don't need to give. Okay, but, th- but like, this, this is Ricky's apartment, right? They didn't go yeah, to the Yeah, they're in Ricky's apartment. Okay, I, I couldn't really tell. It looks like it. Amy, like, lays down in Ricky's bed uh, because after that, you got to fucking lay down. And Ricky goes to f- take his shirt off. But, 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 listen, what? listen, listen. This is what, what I didn't get, okay? Because he starts to, he starts to, like, take off his belt and then he stops. And then he starts to take off his shirt and he stops. And I couldn't tell... Like, is is what they're doing here, like, even now, Ricky still wants to fuck, or does he? Because, I think, like, I think... I mean, he's not gonna sleep in his jeans. I don't think this was a Ricky... Once again, I don't think this was Ricky... I think this was just, like, this was just the writers being like, well, they were gonna have sex, but now they weren't. But, like, read the room! There's no way in this situation Ricky would, would go as far as to, like, start taking off his shirt. I mean, but yes... I mean, I know you're saying he's probably getting undressed so he can put on his Yeah, I guess, that is what they were going for, I guess, right? Yeah. I, I really, really, it really seemed like, because the way they, like, got that ab shot just right, I really <laughs> felt like it was supposed to be, like, he was gonna, but then he was like, no, it's not right. But, like, if that's what they were going for. But then he gets in for, bed with Amy, and she's still, like, got tears in her eyes, and she goes, I want you. Yeah. And he, he goes, says, now? now? And she says, now and forever. And then they kiss, and, they and kiss. the camera sort of pulls back, and then we fade to black. Are and that's Rendevision, and that's season three. Are they gonna have sex? I don't know. Is this season four gonna now start now and forever? I couldn't tell fucking... that, man, I wanna have sex right now, Ricky. I, I... But I mean, that's that's the th- I, that's that, that's gotta be on purpose, right? It's It's yeah. gotta be like, whoa, did they? Well, they... Man, I hope they fucking didn't. What kind of... And then uh. the fucking... The fucking whiplash... Of Angel by Sarah McLachlan fading out, and then we get the... Over clips... Of the fucking thing! from tragedy porn montage to Amy and George dancing in the kitchen. Like, literally, Like, this episode made me realize, I don't think brenda was doing this to punish adrian for her sexual promiscuity though i think that was a good bonus effect i really really think that ben brenda just wanted to have a sad 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 scene at the end and adrian and ben and the baby were just like her blood sacrifice that she needed to make this happen like i, I legitimately don't understand I what think, the point i think there of is any truth to that I, I I think that it's both. Personally, I think that she won she just wanted a horrible tragedy to end the season. And I think she also wanted to be like, see, this is what happens when you're irresponsible, which is what she considers Adrian to be, even though she's not. Even though Adrian decided to keep the baby, got married, so she would be married. I don't know, I just changed my mind. Uh, she did every fucking thing right. Was like super healthy. God damn. I mean, it, that's Brenda. the thing though. That's the thing, is that when you're a pregnant teenager your body is just not in not. the same state as a fully grown adult person. But they would never tell that. They wouldn't say that because that would be constructive. That might encourage teens not to have babies when they're pregnant. Right. Uh, so that's that. Man. And yeah, they're, just, they're never going like... to address the fact that uh, pregnant teenagers are more at risk of complications. Yeah. They're never going to bring that up. I'll it doesn't let matter. the listeners know that there, was, there are uh, quite a few details that we left out because 
they were. Oh yeah, when I say tragedy porn night. montage, I mean tragedy porn. There montage. are some things that are sad. It is awful. Like I swear to God, I lost sleep because of that montage. It was. I I did unbelievable. But I did lo- I did lose sleep trying to figure out how we would be funny in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we weren't, but, I mean, I think there's some value in just listening to us be completely broken. Well, there's no value in listening to this podcast, but anyway. Do you think this um, is the lowest point of the show? Like, not just, like, the worst episode, but, like, the lowest, just, like, just, like, the low point? Yeah. Okay. Only so uphill from here, we're at hey! the end of season three. We're at, we're at the end of season three. I want to do a quick uh, check-in, or, well, let's let's do just end episode thing. Uh, favorite, least favorite characters. Man, dude, I, I don't know. <laughs> Right? His favorite character, fucking Brenda, I guess. I literally wrote it's oh, a cop out for Brenda Hampton. I'll say I'll say my least favorite character is Grace for that fucking awful garbage. Yeah, that Grace <laughs> Grace is runner up for least favorite character. I guess my favorite is Amy. Amy. Uh, no, you know who's my favorite is Nora this episode. Nora's nice. She didn't do anything bad, so like whatever. Thanks, Nora. I appreciate you being in a in a healthy non straight relationship and being nice to Amy, I guess. You look just yeah. like her. Uh, she looked just like her. Never mind. I take that back. That sucked that she said that. Um, okay, so let's let's just check in. Season three just ended. What happened? What okay? Material changes happened. So nothing. I believe at the start of season three, Anne and George's marriage was they were separated, right? Was the then I they got the back together and then they got divorced again, so now they're wait, separated again. Wait, wait. I found the receipt. Oh yeah, wait. They were still set. Yeah, that's right. They got they got back together in season three and then decided not to because of the reasons. and then separated. that was like mid season. Yes. Uh, yes. Jack and Madison. I'm pretty sure we're dating at the start of the season, right? Lauren and Jesse were dating as well. Jack and Madison started the season dating and then they they hemmed and hawed for an entire season and then they had sex and then they said, let's not do that. Let's go back to hemming and hawing for the rest of our lives. I love you so much. Amy broke up with Jimmy to be with Ben again, and then Ben got Adrian pregnant, and then that sort of pushed her and Ricky together when he went to her apartment in New York. Man, it's uh, wild got to think new... that New York was this season. God, what... we got a new counselor. We got, we did get a new counselor. And Ben and Adrian are legally married and own a condo. I don't know how much longer that will happen. Uh, also, Camille exists. Camille Wait, exists. no, she's always we... been here. She's always been here. Uh, Henry and Alice stopped existing. Grant and Grace. That's new. Oh, Grant and Grace was a big change. Because I guess. season two, remember season two ended with Grant just saw Ashley talking oh, to Ricky right, and, and got so that mad glass. that he broke a glass. Griffin no longer exists. Neither does Peter. We have not seen them in a long time. Uh, there's got to be. Oh, uh, and fucking uh, Toby and Ashley. Those are the like big material changes. Oh, hello. Every everything else, everything with Adrian's fucking pregnancy just doesn't matter now. It was completely yeah, I, pointless in the end. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how they play it in season four. I, I yeah, I mean, I guess we don't really happens. know, but I have no faith that this will be anything. Yeah, so that's season three. Um, worst <sighs> season of the show so far. Oh my god, it was so bad. Like like. There was no fun, rompy stuff like the season one was. There just was. Silly there and fun. was. I mean, okay, okay, okay. The plot was not fun or silly or no. goofy. I feel like I feel like there was a lot of goofy stuff in the plot for season one and two. Even mm-hmm. like you know, Jack football. Season nuts, one was Marshall. like a fucking like a a comedy farce compared to this. Yeah, compared to this, season like, one did things. Season one had fucking comedy. It had action. It had 
everything you need Horror. comedy drama and dance <laughs> and tom cruise in them <laughs> when you got season one with actors like tom cruise in them you can't lose oh man and i, I miss talking that. about on cinema every episode yeah. god i love on cinema uh hey do you want to just get into some questions and let's I do some questions have... if you have a question you can send it to jurgenit.tumblr.com slash ask all right here's one from anonymous this one says how would the very secret teen actors react to meeting their characters how would these meetings be affected by the shifts in the characters personalities between seasons episodes scenes lines example ken bauman would beat the shit out of ben no matter what that's true <laughs> he, he wouldn't beat him up but i think he, he would, would he would be very he would not like ben Ken is a is a good socialist, and uh, I would ben love is to see not. Shailene Woodley meeting Amy. And Amy. I want to know what would happen if India Isley met Ashley. I don't know India Isley as a person. I have I, no idea what she's like. I feel like in the Discord the other day, friend of the show Ava Anonymous shared a thing about how India Isley also hated this show. Oh yeah, yeah. She was talking about. Uh, I think it was an interview about the new show that she's on. I am the night or whatever. She's fucking India Isley is in a show with uh, what's her with uh. What's it? Oh God, hold on. Chris. Chris Pine. It's it's starring One of the Chris Chris's. Pine. She's she's co-starring with Chris Pine, and uh, it's directed by what's her name? Uh, Patty Jenkins. That's who directed it. This is like the real thing is the show looks. I, I mean, I I have no opinion of the show. I just know that I from what I've seen of it, she looks like she's doing bad acting in it. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Is like, how did she get this role? Right. I really don't understand. Um, but there was an interview where. I mean, like, I wish her the best. Like, if if yeah. she if her career gets going, at, good for her. I'm happy for you gotta, her. You got to make money but, somehow, you know? Like, Yeah, for sure. I don't, um, but yeah. I, I, I have been less I than impressed it. with her acting. But anyway, uh, I don't, what I was going to say is, yeah, the interview, they were like, oh, you got your start on Secret Life of the American Teenager. Like, how do you feel like that has uh, impacted you? And she's like, well, we probably shouldn't talk about that because I might say something I shouldn't. But, but yeah, <laughs> no, I idea. guess that was how I got started or something like that. <laughs> Go off, India. All right. Uh, do we have any other things about Secret Life characters meeting their actors? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that I think I would really like to see Amy meeting uh, Shailene Woodley. I think that Shailene would be a really uh, a positive mentor in her life. For I think sure. that uh, they would get along very well. I think She'd that definitely uh, get Shailene like would have a lot to teach getting... Amy Jurgens. Sure. This one's from Anonymous. It says, why is... Oh, fuck this one. This one says, why is this your favorite episode? Which part resonated with your beliefs most? And how many times will you watch it on your honeymoon? This one's next going one, in the question. toilet. Toilet time. This one's from friend of the show, Roy of the show, Fuck Warlock, who says, what is Brenda's deal? Like, why does she make the things she makes the way she makes them? What for? It's because she's a, a wasp. She's she is a wasp. She's an old baby boomer she is... and a baby boomer. Those She's a baby boomer. Sports. She is a a woman in I want to say her mid fifties. She was born in fifty four, I think. Uh, and the reason I know that is because I every time a character's name is revealed, I check babynames.com or whatever to see how popular it was when these teenagers were born and how popular it was when Brenda was born. And it's always way more popular when Brenda was born. But anyway, um, yeah, she's the creator of Seventh Heaven. She's religious, probably. Uh, and wealthy, these are she these are what she believes. What she, this is Brenda's vision. Yeah, it says it right there the at the end of every to, episode. Brenda to vision. do what she wants. Uh, let's see. Here's here's one from friend of the show, uh, Anthony Hobson. We have two from Anthony Hobson, but one of them says basically that uh, she doesn't know what song we were talking about in the Discord, but is already mad about it. So I don't need to read that full one. But here's one it's, question. It is so. It's bad. It's, it's like so, so much worse cheap. Than, it's so... That's the word that I kept using to describe this episode. It's cheap. It's not earned. 
Right, nothing you can just is slap earned. Some it's like McLaughlin. doesn't it tug at your heartstrings when I kill a baby and play the and play the animal abuse song over it? Yeah, it, yeah, that's pretty fucked up, Brenda. Good job, you figured it out. Fuck off. Yeah. Second one says, if for season four you could kill every single character except for three people, who would it be? I don't want to really think about killing any other characters right now. I don't think not. I don't time. think I <laughs> not the time. I, I'll tell you what, if if Jack would move to Phoenix, that would make this guy really happy. Yeah, I, I yeah. I wish all of these characters long happy lives, Jack, please move to Phoenix and Madison go Find with him, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Here's one from Anonymous. These are all like season four ending or three ending questions, that's why I'm reading them. Anonymous says, You guys are braver than the troops for watching and discussing this horrible, horrible episode in a format all of us at home can enjoy. Thank you for your service and then a little salute. Thank you. Thank you. Uh Need that those encouragement. That's not really much of a, compl- a compliment because the troops are cowards. Anonymous yeah. Anonymous says, What's and you the can, deal? And you could with... put that on our logo. The troops are cowards. The troops are cowards. What's the deal with Secret Life of the American Teenager? It's a bad show. It's just bad. It used to be oh, like funny bad. Oh, was that the question? Bad. I thought that was just you. No, that was anonymous. Um, it's bad. It's it bad. Sucks. It used to be funny bad, but now it's just it like... It used to be funny bad. I miss when the show was funny. I'm waiting for season four or five to turn it around. Man, there is some good shit coming up. I gotta tell you. After okay. a certain point, we will be breathing easy, I can tell you that. Thank you, Brenda. Thanks, Brenda, for giving us that good stuff. Here's our last question from... Bill Box Fieri. This one says, Assign an anime to the characters of Sloat. Could be one they watch or just one that is emblematic of who they are. Hmm. Um, I've never seen uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, but uh, yeah. from the memes, I think that Ben is like Shinji. Benji, ben is, a, 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 as they say on TV tropes, Ben is a total wooby, big enough to even make Shinji roll his eyes. Uh, Shinji Boy, Baka. isn't that what, yeah. Isn't that what TV Trip says? Uh, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, is anyone um, Nichijo? Is anyone good enough to be Nichijo? Apparently I... Alice is, hmm? No. Apparently Alice is fucking Mob Psycho 100, because she's got a super brain that can see things before it happens. And she's involved in gang violence. I could involved see... In gang violence. I could honestly see Alice like as a as a background character in Nichijou who maybe gets like one sketch. I think I think Ashley because her new goal is to to set off on on an adventure and live life by her own terms. That means that Ashley is One Piece. Also, because everything I, she I, there, does, there's is extremely a lot of like winded. really like hardcore angsty teen anime dramas that I could see Ashley on. I could see Ashley perhaps on a Hanasaku Iroha. Mm-hmm. Or or a uh, a Kokoro Connect, yeah, sure. Or you could have gone with my thing and just said that Ashley's One Piece because she wants to live life by her own terms and go on an adventure. Uh, like, you like One Piece, Piece. so think about the fact that you're comparing Ashley Jurgens to Luffy. Well, I, I'm Ashley D Jurgens. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, you know, it's what it is. I my my priorities and desires are kind of all out of whack right now let's send this fucking episode twitter.com slash jurgen at jurgenit.tumblr.com twitter.com slash posi stresses me twitter.com slash bradipus rexus jordan we have a discord that you can find wherever you're finding our episodes we have a patreon patreon.com slash jurgen it one dollar gets you a slightly special role in our discord access to any of our bonus content uh secret diary of ashley jurgens readings fan fiction readings episode commentaries and we are about to begin 
we've we've been we've been taking a bit of a, a bonus content sabbatical, but we're gonna be fucking starting the uh, the circle jerk, the circle jerk, wherein we watch and discuss the masturbation episode every Forever. week until Forever. you let us stop. Uh, this is gonna be uh, the first episode will be the just say me episode as was supposed to be until i accidentally deleted the audio yes so you'll so, get... so next week's next week jurgen we'll be... episode proper will Jumping be back us to redoing two. the just say me episode um are, are we gonna do an episode commentary to start off the circle jerk uh, before we do a circle jerk i episode? think we can discuss that at another time okay fair enough um and we can also say while we're talking about this is that we're planning on because we really want a palate cleanser after this. Yeah, we re- we need. I, I we could have just taken some time off, but I wanted to just do some fun stuff. So I we're gonna do like a because we we've hit the halfway point from Secret Life. So I thought it'd be well, a fun more, thing. More, but hmm? yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we hit like end of season three. We're over halfway done. So I thought it'd be fun to do sort of a retrospective, where Sam and I are gonna are kind of come up with a list of just our favorite moments. Well, moments. Our favorite. So, yeah, remember next when week moments? is gonna be just say me. And then the, the week, week after, after that, that is going to be Remember Whens. And then the week then after we'll that is going to be season four. four. So uh, we get a nice breather. Yes. Uh, $5. Patreon, $5 gets you a pretty special role on our Discord uh, and a shout out in the podcast. $10 gets you an incredibly special role on our Discord that lets you listen to the recordings live. Uh, you can make Jordan or me say anything you want in Ben voice, ASMR optional. And Jordan, mm-hmm. we got one. Hey, thank you. I know who it's from already. Oh, well, do you have it? I mm, I don't. Can you send it to me real quick? I will post it right here. Oh, uh, I just looked at the Discord and saw that we actually have another question. Oh, what's the question? Uh, well, this is a question from Ava Anonymous who says, out of curiosity, why did you decide to... T- Sorry, we're totally fucking interrupting everything right now by doing this. I am, I should say. It's my fault. Why did you decide to tell Jordan and the listeners about Adrian Stillborn? I think it was a good decision, but I'm wondering because you're very careful about spoilers. Um, it... The spoiler... I talked about it at the time, but basically the reason I did this, I don't know why you're trying to answer this question about oh. why I did something I did. Um, I felt like I I personally, and this was selfish of me, I would feel wrong holding this to myself, and then when we get to it being like, yep, isn't that messed up? Like, I, I didn't feel right about that. I didn't want to blindside Jordan. I didn't want to blindside the listeners. It just felt like... It just felt wrong to me. Yeah, this so. thing was hard enough to watch knowing that it was going to happen for the entire season. Right, that was I the other thing is how how could I was... possibly do a podcast for fucking 26 weeks of being like, yeah, when that baby comes. I'll like, tell you I, what. I think I think if you had kept it a secret and I've watched this episode and that it happened, I don't think I would have wanted to do this show anymore. I think I would have stopped. I think this would have been the last episode. Yeah, it, it would not have been okay to do that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for telling here, me. <laughs> uh, here, is, here is the message that you will be reading. Uh, it is a poem from Chai who says, uh, this awful fucking episode, uh, this is probably called for, uh, this is An Afternoon in the Stacks by Mary Oliver. How should I read this one? However you fucking want. Hmm. Let's do let's do Leo voice. I feel like I need to practice my Leo voice. Closing the book, I find I have left my head inside. It is dark in here, but the chapters open their beautiful spaces and give a rustling sound. 
words adjusting themselves to their meaning. Long passages are open at successive pages. An echo, continuous from the title onward, hums behind me. From in here, the world looms, a jungle redeemed by these linked sentences, carved out when an author traveled and a reader kept the way open. When this book ends, I will pull it inside out like a sock and throw it back at the, in the library. But the rumor of it will haunt all that follows in my life. A candle flame in Tibet leans when I move. Nice. Mm, I like that. That's weird. I'm sorry I that try. I'm so bad at sort of understanding prose and verse and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm a scientist. It's probably major. good. Anyway. <sighs> uh. Thanks, Chai. I needed, I needed a poem. <laughs> um, and now, after all of that shit... Thank you so much to our ten and five dollar subscribers: Stephanie B, Valerie W, Destry Hawk, H Cave, Stephanie Ruff, The Smoking Dad, Melanie Bevan, PR the Disaster, and Alexander Grass Dragon Corbett. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Uh, you know, I kind of want to thank everyone this episode. Can I do that? Yeah, go for it. Thank you to all of our subscribers, including Mark Mailhot, Mogu, Dirk Dammit, Sham Bam Bamina, M, Feminine Murder Clown, Lee Hux, Ava Z, Argyle Funk, Mr. Big the Cat, Matt Ribeiro, Lauren LeBlanc, and Nikolai Cardona. Thank you I'll tell you to what. all of you. Thanks for everyone you know who's listening, too. Yeah, thanks for listening. This is a fucking rough journey we've gone on, especially this <laughs> time. And boy, if, God, if people didn't listen, I can't yeah, even imagine I... how much harder it would be. Yeah. <laughs> Why are this we doing just for this? Nothing? Nobody listens to the podcast. Well, the fact that people enjoy it keeps me going. Thank you, everyone. Sorry yeah. that this one was kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, a little well, bit. That's Jurgenit. That's Panini. Okay. Uh, you can find our episodes at secretlifepod.com. We would like to thank our network at noisespace.xyz, where you can find such wonderful podcasts as. Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, City Girls Make Do, Stuck in the Middle with You, Tuning Fork, The Stick, My Pod Cabbages. Did I say City Girls Make Do? Yeah, but you can say it again. That's all That's all of them. City Girls Make Do. Island Shuffle. Island Shuffle is good. Okay. The rest of them are also good. They're all good. Giants Thanks. Confirmed is good. Um, is that Listen it? to a podcast. Hang out with the people you love. And just never forget, live every moment, love every day, because before you know it, your precious time, your precious time slips away. Slips away. Thanks, Brenda. Thanks, Brenda. No, no, we're not thanking Brenda in this one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, Brenda. Brenda Vision. American Teenager. Is-